Power Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And today we're going to explore the connection between our heart intelligence and living in global coherence. These changing times invite us to navigate with more personal balance, coherence, and heart-based connection with one another. Collectively, we're experiencing the desire to raise the vibration of our consciousness and the planet. This consciousness, coherence, and heart-based connection can help shift humanity's energies from separation to cooperation and lead us to higher solutions to our global problems. And the best part? Science. Yes, science, science, can you believe it, is showing us we all have the resources within to affect radical change on the planet. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest Dr. Deborah Rosman is president and CEO, CEO of HeartMath, Inc. She is a behavioral psychologist and helped develop HeartMath's workshop trainer, health professional, and coach mentor certification programs. Deborah has co-authored five books, including Heart Intelligence, Connecting with the Intuitive Guidance of the Heart. She is a key spokesperson for the HeartMath system, giving media interviews and keynote addresses throughout the world on how heart rate variability coherence training can accelerate personal growth and expand consciousness. I love this topic, and I am so pleased to have you with us. Welcome, Deborah. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. Mm. Well, I'm happy to have you here. I have to tell you, um, I, I really should just take the training, and I hope we can talk about that later in the show. I have shared the quick coherence technique with so many people in so many groups and individuals and clients a- across the country, and it's such a valuable resource. So I can't wait to dig into all of that. But Deborah, before we get into heart coherence and what that is and, and the global coherence conversation, I have a traditional first question here on the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected, because we like to ground the conversation in a bigger perspective. So can you share with our listeners, what does All Things Connected mean to you? Mm. Well... I'm glad you asked that because some of the focus and research we're doing now at the Hartmouth Institute is on interconnectivity. And it's amazing how I believe science is going to help millions of people open their eyes and hearts to the reality that we are all connected at the quantum level, even down to many of the physical energies that we share. And the emotional energies that we share, it's all energetics. And so what all things connected means to me is that it's true. And the more we can 
take it out of just the philosophy or the inner knowing that those of us who've experienced that connection have and into opening each other's hearts and minds and eyes to the research that allows us to really understand that all of nature, and we're part of it, are connected and that we're connected to the Earth's fields, the ionosphere, the magnetic field, and we're so intimately connected that we can start to take more responsibility for what we say at HeartMath, what we're feeding the field with Mm -hmm. our thoughts and our choices and our feelings, and that we have more empowerment than we know to be able to put into the field productive attitudes and perspectives. So it's a big topic. That's my short answer. Mm, it's perfect. And the thing that I really appreciate about about your answer is just really connecting it back to that research because heart math has been quoted so many times with our guests here on the show as well. The science that's coming out of heart math along with other um, leading resources is just amazing. And I love how we, you go from just the, the simple understanding of the heart to this collective field. And so I can't wait to talk about how we're feeding the field here. But let's move from the basics first, really understanding heart intelligence. And then we can jump into even global coherence and, and what that means to feed the field. Your mission at HeartMath is to help people bring their physical, mental, and emotional systems into coherent alignment with their heart's intelligent guidance system and I love that Um, but a lot of people may not even know that they have a guidance system or what heart coherence is so let's start there can you help our listeners understand this incredible resource that we have within our own heart and what we're talking about with heart coherence yes of course those are a lot of words in there heart intelligence coherence heart coherence that Mm-hmm. Most people, maybe they'll have a feeling and intuitive what it means, but a lot of what we do at HeartMath is to do real solid scientific peer-reviewed research published in scientific journals, and that's part of our mission to help create more interconnective consciousness on the planet. And sometimes you have to use these cold terms, like physiological coherence. But if you go underneath that, What's really exciting and profound is the research that's showing how our physical heart, with each heartbeat, is putting out 2.5 watts of power, and that heart rhythm pattern, which is formed by how the heart beats, beat-to-beat intervals, and that heart rate, whether it's 60 beats per minute, 50 beats per minute, really can be plotted beat to beat to beat to beat, and it's always changing. And if you plot the pattern of that heart rate beat to beat to beat, you see what's called the heart rhythm pattern, the rhythm of your heart rate beat to beat. Hope you're following me. Mm-hmm. And when you plot that, you see how our emotional state changes that rhythm. And so when we're feeling frustrated, anxious, worried, overloaded, stressed, that rhythm becomes very irregular, very jagged. It's reflecting the interaction of our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, which get very 
scattered and in incoherent rhythm when we're stressed. And that rhythm is signaled by the heart to the brain in four different pathways, telling the brain how the body feels, and then the brain responds with a fight, flight, freeze, or whatever our habitual stress response is. And the great news is that when we are feeling genuine feelings of love, care, compassion, kindness, patience, appreciation, gratitude, all of those heart qualities, when we have the attitude of them, we're feeling them, it shifts that heart rhythm pattern and the nervous system interaction into a really smooth, harmonious sine wave pattern. And that's called a coherent rhythm. That's how the term coherence came in. So when the heart rhythm is in that coherent waveform, we call it heart coherence. And that signal is sent like Morse code to the brain. And the brain responds saying, okay, the body's in balance, it's feeling harmony, the attitude's harmony. And there's pathways right up to our frontal lobes, our decision-making center, our intuitive, where we have a bigger picture view, more clarity, more coherent thinking. So heart coherence is really generating the cooperative alignment between our mind, emotions, body, and spirit. And love and the qualities of the heart are the activators. Mm, love and the qualities of the heart are activators. That's beautiful, Deborah. You know, you're, you're talking about this stress response, and both of us are psychologists. And I, I have to tell you, from 30 years of practice, you know, eliciting that relaxation response has been a science, and we can teach it. But it's fascinating that what we're talking about with this heart coherence, to me, it's such a um, more tangible way for clients. I've I've found that teaching them the quick coherence technique to focus on their heart seems so much easier than teaching them like say meditation um, when they're trying to quiet their mind it's like this this instantaneous state can open up to them so much easier than trying to figure out how to quiet their mind mm-hmm. and there's research behind why that is true and I want to underline what you said because there's been so much focus on the brain and the mind since the 1990s, the decade of the brain, and most people are looking for enlightenment or peace in the brain. And that often the brain centers light up according to what's happening in the heart. And it's kind of ancient wisdom, but it's coming back around as science is showing that if we shift focus to the heart and shift that heart rhythm pattern, that heart power, those 2.5 watts of power with every heartbeat, actually brings the mind and the brain waves into what's called entrainment with that heart rhythm. So it calms the mind. It helps us feel more inner security. It helps us connect more with what we call the heart's intuitive guidance or heart intelligence. So the power and intelligence of the heart are what can manage the mind and emotions by bringing them into a coherent alignment with the heart. And that is a cut through for meditation, for mindfulness practices, for any type of inner practice we do. Getting into heart rhythm coherence first really increases and upgrades the effectiveness of our healing or, or personal growth practices. 
Mm, yes. And you also say, which is like the flip side of this coin, you also say that without the regulating influence of the heart's intelligence, our minds easily fall prey to those reactive emotions that we have, insecurity and anger and fear, blame and such. That's right. And we're so conditioned to those reactions. And it's hard not to have them when you look at what's going on in society maybe in your own life, the challenges that you may have, the overload, the anxiety. But we can do something about it once we understand how to access the heart's potential. And again, it's been talked about in poetry and philosophy and religion and spiritual practices by indigenous people, but our mission and goal at HeartMath when we first started it all of us were meditators working with our founder, Doc Childry, is how do we create a simple user-friendly system for people to, in a systematic, replicable way, connect with this intelligence of the heart, this intuitive guidance. We first had to research the pathways, and we found that <clears throat> it's very different heart coherence than relaxation. It includes relaxation, but Coherence actually activates a synchronization between the parasympathetic nervous system, which is where the relaxation response is, and the sympathetic nervous system, which is what gives us energy and activates us and get up and go. So when the two sides of the autonomic nervous system are synchronized, and that happens through heart rhythm coherence, you have so much more power to change behaviors, and you are relaxed but present, alert, aware, and so you're more in the flow, more productive, and that's a very, very um, powerful and sought-after state. Executives like to be in the flow. Athletes want to be in the flow. Wouldn't it be nice to have our work days and home lives flowing more? And it helps us to actually lift our vibration to a higher perception so that we deflect a lot of the stressors. We just look at them from a different view and can self-regulate or manage our responses. Mm, I love that. So this synchronization of, of the autonomous nervous system is, is creating benefits beyond just the relaxation response when we're talking about this flow we're talking about really this increase in in intuition and intelligence and creativity that that you guys are demonstrating through the science even which is so exciting to me absolutely and that is powerful because when we go into corporations we train we actually train the heart math resilience program we call it because it's a resilient state that is relaxed but present and productive and creative. We train in corporations. We train all four branches of the military. Uh, we do a lot of training in law enforcement because it brings more situational presence. They call situational awareness and the ability to self-regulate in fearful situations. And so taking it right to that level is really important for a host of our activities that we do during the day because you do it in the moment, not just when you go off and meditate somewhere. It's how do you make those shifts to that synchronized aligned state right in the moment, right when you need it. And that is obviously underpinned by research, but it's also what people want in terms of improving productivity and releasing uh, the stress response. Mm. 
to be able to be more dynamic and creative. Mm. Deborah, so I think it would be important to just um, clarify two more things here because I think this is important when we're looking at this heart coherence. There's just like taking it to the boardroom is powerful. There's so much, just the individual level and, and the collective and the group. And after our first break, I think we'll go into what this means for the, the planet and the mm-hmm. world. But but first, this so the benefits of bringing the head and heart together we've talked about, and there's there's so much there, but I'm wondering if you can explain how you, you have the different pathways, how the heart and the brain communicate, because the heart actually communicates even more than the brain when they're, when they're talking to one another, I think is how you guys say it. And, and then the second part of this question is, is there... Um, is there a connection between what we call the physical heart and the spiritual heart in any measurable way? What is that, and, and how, do we, how do we look at that? Two good questions. So it wasn't discovered until the 1990s, which is really very recent, that the physical heart has its own little brain inside it called the intrinsic nervous system or intrinsic cardiac ganglia. And... I mean, the whole new field of neurocardiology was developed, and we found that these sensory neurons within the heart can learn, feel, sense, and remember. That's one explanation of why mm. a heart transplant patient often takes on the, the, uh, in the personality or the desires of the person whose heart they receive. And that fades after a while, and their own spirit or soul or patterns take over, but the fact that we have this nervous system and it actually communicates how the body's feeling to the brain upstairs, this little brain in the heart is just one pathway, but it sends its signals to our, cardi- our, our, our brain upstairs through the vagal nerve. And the vagal nerve is responsible for all the nervous system traffic or most of it, between the heart and brain. And most people are taught the brain controls the heart. And the brain's responses do regulate the heart rate and the heartbeat as well. It's a two-way communication. But when the signals from the heart go to the brain, 90% of that communication traffic is afferent, meaning it's heart telling the brain what to do. And this little brain in the heart is independent of the brain in the head. That's a really important discovery that's turned a lot of brain research upside down. The other thing is that this cardiac brain is very sensitive to emotional state, and it also helps monitor the other ways the heart communicates to the brain. It was also in the 1990s that it was discovered that the heart is a hormonal gland, and it produces as much oxytocin, the bonding hormone, as the brain and our head does. That's just really blow away, and we feel it because of this intrinsic cardiac nervous system. That's one reason we feel feelings of love and care in the heart. We say, I love you with all my heart. We don't say, I love you with all my brain. Right Mm. there should speak volumes in terms of the energetic heart and the connection you just asked about the spiritual heart and the physical heart. They're interwoven. And so as we feel genuine feelings or attitudes of love, care, compassion, patience, kindness, we're activating coherent communication from the heart brain to the head brain. We're activating 
powerful hormones, the balancing hormone that originates in the heart called atrial natriuretic factor and has receptors in the brain, we're deactivating the stress reaction that can be so automatic. We're really developing the power of our heart and the spiritual or energetic heart is really how we connect most deeply with our higher capacities, our larger self, our spirit, God, source, whatever you want to call it. The main conduit is through the heart. And there are receptors in the heart that help, as we open our heart, connect more with who we really are and with that higher capacity. So the spiritual heart, the energetic, the physical heart, they're all connected. And that's why listening to your heart, the sayings, play with your heart, put your heart into it, go deeper into your heart for the answer, follow your heart, all of those are revealing the potential of the coupling between the spiritual, energetic heart and the physical heart. Mm, thank you. I love that. And I, I really appreciate um, just all of that is helping us to really understand the heart intelligence and this this real guidance system that's there. I'm wondering if you could, before break, so we have about four minutes before we take a break here, and, and I'm listening to you talk about these emotions, and it seems, just listening to you and, and reading the book, that literally these positive emotions, uh, like they're experienced in the heart, but it feels like they're originated in the heart. There's this, there's this wisdom within the heart. And then I think of negative emotions, and to me, in my mind, it feels like I create negative emotions from my mind, like a thought about something that's unknown or the future may cause anxiety or stress and then a whole myriad of what we might label, quote, negative emotions comes from this other place and is felt in the body. But it feels like really these positive emotions originate and are experienced in the heart center. Is there any truth to that or... How would you explain that? Yeah, you know, there is a lot of truth to it. It's a little more complex than that, and, but let me see if I can make it simple. The qualities of the heart, love, care, compassion, kindness, have been called qualities of spirit in every religion throughout the planet. They're the fundamental qualities of being able to get along, of feeling interconnected, of actually health and wellness in the body. They're very nurturing frequencies. Think of emotions as frequencies. And those heart frequencies, those qualities, renew and regenerate us, and we all want to feel them more because they feel good, and they are good for us. When the mind perceives a threat or when we have reacted and our heart rhythms are conveying to the brain a stress response, then it's going to trigger old familiar patterns of fear, anxiety, and also just the basic reptilian brain of self-protection and survival fears. So all of that is designed in the human system to help us. But when the mind, not aligned with the heart, doesn't have that input of the heart's wisdom or intelligence or isn't able to shift back to balance or calm, and reconnect with forgiveness or compassion for itself or for others, it can go off into myriad directions. You know, it can create, we know what the mind can do, and then that triggers more of the incoherent emotions. That increases the anxiety or the projections of fear, even when there's no reason to be afraid. 
So we call that just the unmanaged mind. It's just doing its job. But we haven't had the instruction manual until the science has shown this and confirming what the ancients have said. If you go back to the heart, and at the moments you're feeling fear, anxiety, stress, you begin to manage the heart rhythm pattern, the autonomic nervous system, you can start to reduce the intensity of a negative emotion and start bringing it back to more balance and get better perspectives on how to make a better choice in that situation that's going to be healthier for you and others. So the mind and emotions are designed to be aligned with the heart's wisdom. We need to know how to do that in order to help the mind come out because then the mind is illumined and it has the bigger picture and it really is more effective. Mm. Yes, thank you. The unmanaged mind is really leading toward those un- incoherent heart rhythms. And I, I love how it, you're showing us that it's all connected, like right there, all things connected right here in real life within our body. So this is, this is a really fascinating conversation. Right before break, I would love for you to just speak. We just have just a minute here, but... Um, you wrote about the story where you were teaching meditation to seven-year-olds and you asked them to point to their real self. I love that. Let's close the first half on that little story. Yes, yes. They've all pointed, except for one child in the classroom, to their heart. Just automatic. You ask children where they live, they'll point to their heart. That's who I am. And the one child who pointed to his head was a real disturbed child and he was cut off from his heart for whatever reasons, trauma in his life. That is our natural state, is that open-hearted connection. Love it, love it. I am Dr. Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll explore global coherence and so much more with Deborah Rosman. We'll be right back. Listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at empowerradio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at empowerradio.com. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. 
This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt those kids in the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me and United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Adding light to the world, one heart at a time. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you are inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. Today, I am here with Deborah Rosman, and you can find out so much more about her work with HeartMath at HeartMath.com. And Deborah, right before the break, I mentioned global coherence, and that might be a term that that our listeners aren't used to as well, but um, we're talking about this coherence and that it implies order and structure and harmony and, and an alignment within and among the systems. So we've looked at the body and what happens with heart coherence within within our physical body. And you at HeartMath have then expanded this understanding out into how this coherence can affect those around us in the home, in the workplace, and and even on the planet. And it is such exciting work and one of one of my favorite conversations. So let's let's dig into this collective field a little bit and explore what this global coherence means. Sure, one of my favorite topics too, because I believe from the research and from my own internal perceptions and experience that that provides the true next level of evolution and hope for humanity. Yes. So we did talk about how a little bit about how the heart, brain, nervous system, hormones are connected, all things connected within ourselves. The heart, every time it beats, putting out that uh, power, it's actually putting out an electric magnetic field. So is the brain and so is the gut. And these are oscillating rhythms in our bodies. And the heart is by far the most powerful 
and can be measured three to five feet away from the body. It's a torus-shaped field that emanates from the heart with each heartbeat. It embraces every cell of our body because you can measure the heartbeat on your big toe or anywhere on the body. But it's actually radiating out from the body into the energetic or electromagnetic field around you. This is not an aura. This is true electromagnetic energy. And it is sending information just like radio waves. Everybody's listening to us now but on the radio, but there's actually waves radiating through the magnetic field on the planet that are transferring this information on this frequency that people are tuned into. Well, it's the same between us. Whatever our frequency we're putting out, the information pattern of what we're feeling is being broadcast. And we may not be able to tune it in like a radio show exactly. Some people can. But we're affecting each other constantly. So whatever you're feeling, frustration, anger, anxiety, creating that incoherent rhythm, it's being broadcast through your electromagnetic field. That's how we pick up on each other's vibes, as we say, each other's vibrations. When you're feeling love, care, compassion, that's also going out into the field and the people around you consciously or unconsciously can feel it. That's how we can walk into a room and go, wow, this energy is so thick here, I could cut it with a knife. Like two people have been arguing, but they're not right then, they're just quiet. Or you can walk into a room and say, oh, it feels so uplifting in here. Why is that? And there's been a lot of uplift, love or care shared. So this is real measurable stuff. We've been able to measure one person's heart rhythm pattern showing up in another person's brain waves who's been standing within a few feet, not touching. And that's just the first level of the research. <clears throat> but what we're researching now is social coherence and how our heart rhythms patterns, which are measured by a biometric called heart rate variability, can actually synchronize with each other. And when that happens, we actually increase our coherence. So two people in love or connecting or resonating with their heart rhythms in sync, you feel that amplification. So the potential of radiating that into the electromagnetic field environment can change a home, a workplace, relationship between people, between a coach and a client, any relationship. It's important to understand that that social coherence is what people are yearning for. And after a hurricane, like Hurricane Harvey, we heard story after story of first responders saying how fulfilled they were taking care of others. One said it was the happiest day of his life, working 17 hours helping another because he was in his heart. And he was feeling that love and that care connection. So if we look through that lens, we can see the potential of how Simple self-management of our stress reactions, shifting back to the heart, reconnecting with our heart's intelligence, getting heart coherent, can really globally change not only our internal system, but between people. Now, as you multiply that by more people doing that, there's really a heart-based movement happening in the world. There's more heart with all the disasters and all the crazy political stuff there's more and more people going to their heart for answers and wanting to put out, practice compassion and care and forgiveness and that those qualities of the heart, kindness, patience, are becoming more and more important for us to have balanced needs and better relationships and get along. 
whether you know the science that's going on or not, that we're all feeding the field and affecting the field. Now, take that to another level of research, which is the global coherence research. What's really, really interesting is that the center of the Earth is producing a magnetic field. We have the North Pole and the South Pole, magnetic north and south, and the frequencies, or they're called resonances, that are radiating from our Earth's magnetic field are on the same frequencies as the human heart rhythms. That's real important. So when yeah, we're in say heart that rhythm, again. Let's just pause into that, because I think that is really important. Say that again so our listeners can really hear that. Yes. So the frequencies broadcast radiating from the center of our Earth, the heart of the Earth, creating a magnetic field, are broadcasting on the same frequencies as our human and animal heart rhythms. Mm. So when we get heart rhythm coherent, the frequency is called 0.1 hertz, and that's one of nature's rhythms whether it's the core magnetic field or, or nature, animals. When dog, you love your dog and you have them hooked up, your dog's heart rhythm pattern is going to be coherent like yours. And when they synchronize together, we really feel that exchange of heart energy. So the ionosphere, which is the protective shield that surrounds the planet that keeps us from burning up from the sun's rays, is actually vibrating on the same frequencies as the human brain. So think of the whole Earth, the ionosphere is the brain, the core of the Earth is the heart, and all of life is in between. Mm. So as we get into heart coherence, we're getting into resonance with nature, right up from the quantum coherent level, like you said, quantum entanglement, right to the very personal level. And... The heart is the key connector of all things connected. And that's how we feel and perceive that connection, is through our heart, through our love, through our care, through that coherent heart rhythm. So global coherence, the potential is once people know this science, it's not just sending meditations, they're all helpful globally, or sending energy into the field that is, Positive. All that is wonderful, but when we really can hook ourselves up to heart rhythm technology and see when we're truly in that coherent state, not just thinking it, imagining it, feeling it, and shift there, we can refine our practice of coherence and put out a very powerful collective wave. And we actually did a research study where we have a global coherence monitoring system. We have very sensitive magnetic field detectors six of them in different parts of the world. We had people in each of those localities from Saudi Arabia to Lithuania to New Zealand to here in California, all practicing wearing heart recorders, you know, 24-hour HRV recorders. And they did this for 30 days and some longer. And we were able to see, and this was just published this summer, a synchronizing signal wherever they were in the world their heart rhythm pattern would be the same. And the only way that can happen is if the Earth's putting out a synchronizing signal that is synchronizing us in the heart together. And that has huge implications. Mm. So the potential for global coherence to lift the vibration of humanity and have more people putting out compassion and care to those who are suffering hardships, make it easier for them, 
has real science behind it. That's incredible. Just imagining that, um, you know, we're all going into coherence when you're measuring it because they are hooked up to the monitors. And then the understanding that who or what is regulating that and to, to just imagine that being that core of the earth and the, the beating heart of the earth in this electromagnetic field. That is just incredible. Look at all the amazing things we can do with this technology. So now I'm wondering, and you had mentioned hooking up to this technology, and I know some who will say, oh, I don't need to hook up to the technology. I can come into my heart and I can be in this space. But when people are really good at, at like, say, a, the quick coherence techniques and other meditation, do you notice a difference when they're hooked up? Um, what Help us understand the true benefits of understanding the, like the M-Wave and some of the technology you guys have developed? Sure. Well, you know, I'm a 40-year meditator and very committed. And I still use, there's four challenge levels and four different refined levels of coherence that it measures. I still use my inner balance sensor, which is a pulse sensor clips to my ear and then plugs into my iPhone, or we have a Bluetooth one for that or for... Android phones in order to really make sure that I'm not fooling myself because the mind can be so tricky. It can wander mm-hmm. off and you know, I can be loving somebody and then all of a sudden I'm thinking about what they wore yesterday. It just keeps me focused and present and on, on my aim. So I'll use that at the start of my meditation to get there quick, to quiet the mind quick to really be right in that coherence zone. And anybody can do that. So if you're a beginner and you're having trouble quieting your mind in meditation, it will help you, as we started this show, go right there. The heart power of the heart is what activates this heart rhythm coherence and it guides you through it. The M-wave and your balance both have instructions with them. So you can get into coherence, which is medium coherence is a blue light, High coherence is a green light. And then we have the AdHeart Facilitator Program, which comes with the inner balance sensor plus a little online access code so you can be taught the quick coherence and heart locking technique and use it with your sensor. So, And then be able to learn that and share that with your family and friends. That's why we call it AdHeart Facilitator. But it helps us really know we're coupling with that 0.1 hertz, the earth field, so we know that we're really there. And then it trains us to have more of that natural heart rhythm coherence. Even when we're not using the technology, we know where that, we're in the pocket, in the zone, in the flow there. And that's, like I said, it's a very present aware state. That's what enables us to connect more with the intuitive downloads, the intuitive guidance of the heart which is what we call the whole system, their heart intelligence. So if the technology is a great add-on, it helps you add heart to mindfulness practices, and you can do it with or without the technology. The techniques are what make the technology work, but the feedback, the heart feedback, heart rhythm feedback is invaluable. Mm. Yeah, and you know, there are so many people now, you'll look at them wearing their Fitbits and understanding um, their own 
heart rate and exercise and breathing and, and what it is to be fit. So I would love to encourage our listeners to think of this in that same way. Are you in your heart intelligence and are you in sync with the mama earth and and others around you who are practicing this coherence technique it's it's the same thing as wearing your fitbit now it really is if you think of it as your emotional fitbit or your your intuitive fitbit and and it trains you it doesn't just measure it actually trains you to have increase your coherence levels and get more connected with your heart's intuition and also helps deflect some of the stress waves going through the magnetic field from all the news or the stressed-out co-workers next to you. It helps you not shut off from them, keep your heart open, but heart coherence helps you not take in all that stuff as much. So it has many, many benefits we've only had a chance to touch on in this show, but it's, it's a gift, and um, I really encourage people to think about a gift for themselves or a loved one. There's a holiday time, too, and we, and we do always put our technology on sale on the heartmath.com store, including the Ad Heart Facilitator. For the holidays, it's 25% off now through, um, I think, the end of the year. So I'd love to, uh, love to encourage people to try it. Mm, I encourage that as well, and you can find out more information on heartmath.com. Deborah, the the other thing that I think is really beautiful about this, um, literally when we're talking about the stress, it's endemic, right? There's so much change, which is natural stress, but there's so many incredible initiatives and innovations happening. There's solutions everywhere. So the other thing that I really appreciate about all of your work with heart math, that looking at um, heart coherence, social coherence, global coherence, is that when we're coupled with this energetic heart in coherence, we're also connected with what what some would describe our higher power or higher capacities, like we're talking about intuition, but we're also talking about this non-local field of intelligence and information and energy. And so it's almost like helping us monitor that we're connected with source, per se. Do you want to speak a little bit to that? Mm. Yes, I mean, that is exactly what's going on. Um, we can't quite measure source yet. These instruments aren't <laughs> sensitive <laughs> enough to do to that. that. <laughs> but as you use this technology and you use it, to you, it's like a Trojan horse in a sense. People use it for health, they use it for stress relief, they use it for creativity, intuitive uh, connection. As you use it, you start to open your own connection to those higher dimensions, to source, to that heart wisdom. And that starts to help you make better, more effective choices. And you start to bring your higher potentials into your humanness and heaven to earth, if you want to call it that. This is the pathway. The heart is designed to do that. And it's where we get that feeling of fulfillment, of belonging, of inner security. And so that's what people are yearning for, and that's where we come together. We come Mm -hmm. together in the heart. It is where we are all connected with nature, with each other, with life. So I'm just passionate, as you can tell, and committed to providing these tools we've researched. There's other tools out there as well. It's not just HeartMath, but HeartMath's inside every single person. It's the math of the heart, how to unfold 
and awaken that intelligence of the heart. And we have training programs. We have certification programs for health professionals. There's probably 25,000 using our technology with patients for various health issues. We have a coach mentor certification program. We have workshop trainer programs. Yeah, our whole mission is, is to help activate the heart of humanity. And so you know, we can't do that alone. We do that with, with people who are called in their hearts to learn these techniques and tools and science and share it with others. Yes. And, you know, this is what we are yearning for in this this activating the heart of humanity and connecting in this deep, deep way where we're literally we can see and experience our connection with others and we can see and experience our connection with the earth and, and this source field that we're talking about. Um, since I have a scientist on the show today, I want to ask one more sciencey mm-hmm. kind of question because you're talking about the power of the heart and you put it in 2.5 watts. And it's so cool to think about every beat of our heart is creating this. So I, I mentioned early in the show in the intro talking about raising our vibration. And we hear that a lot, but we hear it in a lot of different um, different venues when we're, we're talking about vibrational energy. We're talking about a lot of things when we talk frequency and vibration. But literally, you mentioned today that we can raise our vibration. And I'm wondering if you could just explain the science behind that. Well, I have you on the show. Well, everything's frequency. Everything's vibration. Frequencies are vibrating energy going from one point to another. And so when we are in heart coherence, we're in a cooperative alignment between and cooperation between our heart, mind, emotions, and spirit. Spirit is the highest vibration. It's light. Love is, higher love is, radiates light. And as we practice these techniques and tools and continue to increase our baseline coherence level, we are raising the vibratory rate of our heart, mind, brain, emotions, nervous system, cells, and becoming more receptive to the higher frequencies coming into the planet from the cosmic source field. There's a lot of facilitation going on right now, and this is something that heart coherence will help you open to and perceive a lot of love, a lot of facilitation to lift the vibration of the planet because it's only with that vibratory lift of consciousness, of perception, which heart-brain coherence brings you into the higher perceptions of the brain's potential. It's only as we lift that that we'll have new solutions to our global problems. You can't have solutions from the same vibratory level that you're ensnared in or that have created them. Einstein said that. And so you have to go to another another level of consciousness and and the the pathway to that you can't you can't not go through the heart and get to that larger connected perspective it, it requires love and the heart beautiful so Deborah what what I'm also hearing is um, I, I'm going to challenge our listeners here today that if if they're listening to this it's a good moment to take complete responsibility for the, themselves and the coherence of their heart which is really important but here's the other piece that I think is really exciting a lot of our listeners um, are very conscious individuals we, we've got a beautiful community here and what I'm hearing with the coherence conversation from the heart coherence to social and global coherence is literally when we take responsibility 
for our heart coherence, we are already affecting change. We don't have to go out and, and preach or recruit or try to change anyone else. We, we can contribute by, number one, taking responsibility and then joining with others who are practicing the same. Do you Absolutely. want to speak to that? I mean, that is very, very powerful. You're bringing in higher dimensional energies, and then that will guide you. The more we do this together, that collective coherence increases the bandwidth, the conduit of intuition, so we're more guided on our purpose, you know, what we're supposed to be doing now, our, our soul, higher self, what's our highest, best. And as we do that together and we bring in, draw in new solutions that are the best for the wholeness, then we accelerate the planetary shift and we have to co-create this together. And I invite all your listeners to join us. We have a Global Coherence Initiative, which is free membership. You go to heartmath.org website forward slash GCI and you can learn all about it. And we're going to be doing more. We're going to be doing a monthly free heart lock-in to send heart to the planet together. I'll send you that information, Julie, so you can announce it. Loved. I'm going to be hosting it, and we'll have different people uh, at different times join me. Love to have you join us, too, because it's time for us all to come together and, and do what's most effective. And personal responsibility for our own energies, what we're feeding the field, and then the tools to make those shifts in the moment, not just wait till we can get home and meditate is really the key to what will raise the vibration of the global field. Oh, Deborah, thank you. I'm in. I'm all in. Please send that information, and I'll make sure it gets out to our listeners as well. And um, Okay, so a minute and a half here, 90 seconds. Is there anything you really want to say today that you didn't have an opportunity to say? Yes. I want to tell everyone we're all going through changes, global changes, personal changes. There's an acceleration going on energetically, and there's on the planet, and don't feel bad if you get lost, you get stressed out. Have compassion. Self-compassion is a very powerful heart frequency. We often think that it's selfish to feel self-love or self-compassion, but it's critical in these times. So I would like to end by people just doing a little technique for that. Just focus your attention in the area of your heart. Pretend like your breath is flowing in and out of the heart area. Breathe a little more slowly, a little more deeply than usual. And as you continue this heart-focused breathing, genuinely activate a feeling of self-compassion, self-appreciation. If you can't feel it, just the attitude of it will work. And know that you are genuinely appreciated for all you do and genuinely have compassion for the challenges of our times. But we are all doing this together. Mm, beautiful. Deborah, thank you so much for, for bringing this wisdom and love to all of our listeners today. I really appreciate you and your work on the planet. Thank you. Thank you, Julie, and look forward to doing more together.
Oh, absolutely. I am looking forward to that too. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. I also invite you to actively participate in this self-compassion, this appreciation, and radiate love and compassion everywhere through heart coherence this is a very powerful tool for all of us you've been listening to the dr julie show all things connected thank you for tuning in and remember together we're creating connections for the good of the whole until next time i'm sending you a world of love bye for now